At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition and one finally at home for Buzz City. The Hornets have been on the road forever. They'll have a home game tonight against the Chicago Bulls. We'll give you our game preview. We'll also look back at the most recent road trip and ahead at the remainder of this homestand, which is all of two games. But hey, after being on the road for a better part of a week, it feels good to be back inside Spectrum Center. Helping me on all of these topics, he is the senior writer for Hornets.com and one of our favorites here on the HHC, part of a two-Sams edition of the Hornets I've cast Sam Purley back with us again. Sam, thanks for the time. Of course. Thank you for having me. Let's start by looking back. The Hornets, of course, ended this last road trip with back-to-back losses on back-to-back nights. A difficult back-to-back, I might add. Uh, Utah followed by Phoenix going from the high elevation of the Wasatch Mountains down to sea level in Phoenix. That does tend to take a toll. That said, the Hornets got blown out in both those games. However, it comes on the back end of winning the front two of the four-game road trip. So a 500-trip, first time since the opening game of the season, when Charlotte had a one-game road trip visiting San Antonio, that the Hornets have been 500 or better on a road trip. I think that represents progress, and even though the Hornets had to play from behind in all of those games, I thought we saw the team take some step forward despite continuing to deal with all these injuries. What did you feel at the end of the four-game road trip? Yeah, I think going into it, you know, sort of the the standard rule is like if you go 500 on the road, that's usually a pretty good. I think every team kind of signs up for that. And obviously to start 2-0 and is really good. You had the big comeback win in Atlanta, rallying from, I think, 19 down a third quarter. And yeah, I think it's a little bit tough because just in the way it ended, you know, you got to 2-2, two and two, but you did it going 2-0 and and then finishing with two losses and, you know, a little bit lopsided and some of the shooting struggles really kind of bubbled up. So I think it leaves a little bit of a sort of a bittersweet taste in your mouth because just the way it ended, you know, with the shooting and some of the injuries popping up and kind of reverting back to some of the issues earlier in the year with the offense when you just don't have a lot of your guys and you don't have LaMelo, you don't have Gordon, and now you don't have Kelly, that the offense just, it really kind of struggles to kind of get things going. And you saw that most definitely in that Utah game and that the Phoenix game, just the three point difference was so so massive so I think there was some good flashes in there I I thought they battled pretty well in Phoenix I know they fell back by 30 they got it to eight and then kind of went back the other way but definitely some good on the road trip two and two I think you would have signed up for it it just feels a little bittersweet I guess because the way you got to two and two and kind of ending on a little bit of a sour note against the Jazz and Suns yeah I think in the immediate the sequencing matters right now it doesn't feel like a two and two road trip it feels like they've lost two in a row both in kind 
kind of blowout fashion. On the flip side of that, though, when we look back at this stretch, say a month from now, once we're in the All-Star break, we'll say, hey, that was a pretty good road trip there. Charlotte went 2-2, two and two, got a win at Atlanta, a team that was above 500 at the time. So, you know, a lot of positives there for the Hornets when we look further back in the rearview mirror. In terms of the immediate in the context of the NBA, one of my favorite podcast topics, and you, Sam Perley's least favorite podcast topics, are power rankings, but it fits perfectly into what we're talking about because the entirety of the road trip was in the last week, and that's the time frame that most of the power rankings choose to uh, look at the league. And so uh, we've got one here that focused specifically on the time period the Hornets were gone. And so I'll pose the question to you, Sam Perley, your favorite, of course, in the hierarchy of the 30 teams in the NBA. Where do you think Charlotte should stack up for their last week's worth of work? I would say, unfortunately, probably in like that 26-25 range, maybe climbing a little bit up. I thought the Hawks win was maybe one of their better wins of the season, considering sort of the fight they showed in that second half. They took care of business in Houston, and then just, again, same you know, defensive struggles and shooting struggles in, in Utah and Phoenix under challenging circumstances. So uh, that would be my guess, maybe in that 25-26 range. There's the guess, 25-26. The power rankings we're looking at today are ESPN's. You said 25-26. ESPN says the Hornets were 27th best in the NBA. So I'm going to give you the three teams directly ahead of the Hornets in ESPN's power rankings. You tell me which one you think should have slid below Buzz City. You've got the Orlando Magic, the Washington Wizards, and the Portland Trailblazers. Which one do you think had a worse week than the Hornets did? Well, you look at just the week. I think Portland blew a 25-point lead against the Lakers the other day. That's a tough one. You know, I think they've kind of come back to earth a little bit since they had a really good start to the season and things have kind of leveled out. But maybe either Portland or Washington, I guess, would be my guess. Maybe Blazers. I'll go Blazers. I would agree with you. Uh, In the last week, they've only won one game. It was against the San Antonio Spurs at home for the Blazers, so Spurs have not been very good. They kind of fall into that grouping of teams that are very young and not necessarily high expectations for the year, so I'm with you. I think the Blazers is the one that I would have slid below the Hornets uh, if we were doing so from those power rankings. Where will the Hornets stack up for the next power rankings? They had a 2-2 two and two road trip. Chance now to have at least a little bit of home court advantage over the next couple of games. We're going to preview this homestand next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Sam Farber and Sam Purley here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's game day edition. We'll have our preview for Hornets versus the Chicago Bulls tonight at Spectrum Center. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. But for the moment, I wanted to look at the homestand as a whole, a whopping two-game homestand. It is over four days, so the Hornets have a little bit of rest built in there. Tonight's game is going to be the third one in four days, which which includes a red-eye flight, basically, from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way back home here to the Queen City. Uh, But that said, it is good to see this team back home. 
We'll talk about some of the promotions and some of the the fan experiences that fans can look forward to over the course of this homestand, but just from the on-court perspective, Charlotte's wrapped up a really rough stretch when it comes to how much time they've spent away from home. 14 of the last 20 games were on the road, and even with that, even with these next two immediate games being at home, still five of the next eight are also on the road. So we're not out of it yet here as Hornets fans. Uh, we can look forward to a lot of home games after the All-Star break, but right now Charlotte is still very much in the thick of it. Good sign that they went 2-2 two and two on the last road trip, as we discussed in the previous segment, but now an opportunity here against a couple of teams that have not necessarily lived up to expectations in the Bulls and the Miami Heat, and both again are on the Hornets' home floor. Sam Perley, your thoughts on the opportunity ahead of the Hornets here on this homestand? You know, anytime you're playing at home, I think there's obviously a, a natural home court advantage. And I think I remember going back to whenever we, we thought the toughest month of the season was going to be at the start of the season. I think I remember I picked January because you looked at the caliber opponents and you look at how much was on the road. And they had Milwaukee, they had Indiana, who ended up being a lot better than I think people originally thought. They've had Toronto on the road. The two home games they've had in there against the Boston Celtics and they go back on the road. Um, so I think they've, they've done a good job of kind of taking some of these road wins out of here. They had the big win in Milwaukee and Atlanta, took care of business in Houston, but you got to win your games at home. That's what it comes down to in the NBA. You got to win those games at home because you've got the advantage. You've got a little bit more practice time. I mean, you have a lot more stuff under control too. So I think that should be a kind of a big, that has to be kind of a big focal point for the Hornets for the rest of the season is you got to take advantage of these home games and going against a Bulls team that's been kind of up and down the season, a Miami team that's been had their own issues with injuries. They seem to be kind of getting healthy and finding a hitting their stride a little bit right now but yeah it's a great opportunity but you got to take advantage of it you don't want to leave this home stand feeling like you missed a chance and then you go right back on the road next week against another tough slates we'll have a longer preview of the bulls game tonight obviously in our final segment our game preview segment uh, and we'll have a very long preview of course of the heat game coming up in a future podcast but just for the moment focusing on that one miami uh, an interesting case study uh, they're obviously a team that you know put together a roster that they hoped would be able to compete for an Eastern Conference championship. They've been in the top six fairly consistently over the course of the season. Defense has been their calling card over the last handful of games. If you look just to the past six games or so on their schedule, uh, they are unbeaten when they hold their opposition under 100, and they are winless when they fail to do so. But they've held four different teams under 100 points. And, and very impressively, they held Boston, who may be the best offense in, I don't know, since the Splash Brothers were really in their heyday. Uh, they've been that good. The Celtics have been historically good. Held them under 100. Held the New Orleans Pelicans, who have a lot of firepower, under 100 twice in the last 10 days or so, once at home, once on the road, and held Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks under 100. And the time before that, they held him to 102. So it's been a really good defensive run for Miami. That's what Charlotte's got coming to town on Sunday. Fortunately for Buzz City, they'll have the most rest they've had in a long time going into that one, and that rest will have been at home. Charlotte had back-to-back days off going into the Atlanta game, and it clearly served them well. But they spent that time outside of their home environment, which is you indicated, and you're correct, is so important because you can control everything in terms of practice time, extra time in the gym, extra you know resources available to you that just are not there for you when you are on the road. So a, a lot lines up for hopefully a good result on Sunday when the Hornets host the Heat. Yeah, I think so. That's a really good point about the rest is I think going into that Atlanta game, that was what their first 
stretch of two consecutive days off since Christmas. I mean, that's a full month and that's a lot of travel mixed into that and sleep patterns are off and things. And it probably really, you know, I don't know if there's any way to really kind of scientifically determine, but I bet that was a big factor in sort of having the legs in that second half. And I want to say Atlanta was on a back-to-back and playing their third game in four nights. Hopefully in the second half of the season, we got more home games. That's obviously going to help. And I think there's there's got to be more rest built in because to go a whole month and they had another long stretch at the start of the season where they didn't have two straight days off for, it felt like the first three or four weeks. So hopefully that rest is, is very much backloaded in the schedule. But uh, I think that's a great way to kind of help take advantage of these home games that the Hornets have so many of in these final, whatever it is, two, two and a half months of the season. In addition to great basketball for the fans, we hope more health for the Hornets roster. Last game out against the Phoenix Suns, Charlotte was without LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre Jr. Hopefully two, maybe three of those guys will be back at some point during this homestand. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, Hornets will keep their fingers crossed for that. But in addition to the great basketball that we always have at Spectrum Center, a couple of really fun promo nights. Tonight is 23-11 night. We'll see some NASCAR celebrities in the building. And then on Sunday, mascot day. What better for a daylight delight on a Sunday when you're probably going to have more kids in the building than to have a arena full of mascots there to uh, entertain the faithful. Get your tickets now. Go to Hornets.com for all your ticket information. So, Hornets tipping off this two-game homestand tonight. Time for our game preview of Hornets versus the Chicago Bulls. That's coming up next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sam Farber and Sam Purley here with you on the HHC. The Hornet Timecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets hosting the Chicago Bulls. Tough travel set of circumstances, even though this is a home game for the Hornets. It is their third game in four days, their fourth game in six days, and they have gone back and forth across the country over the last week from Atlanta to Salt Lake City, Utah, to Phoenix, now back home to Charlotte. This will be the fourth game in six days. Not the easiest set of circumstances, but... The Hornets do have home court advantage. The Bulls have not been very good on the road as of late. They've lost three in a row on the road, four of their last seven overall. As you look at this game as a whole, do you want to just go right into players and stats to watch, or is there an overarching thought that you've been pondering here for Hornets versus Bulls tonight, Sam Burley? A little bit. I think the Bulls is one of those teams that I think many people, I want to say they were top 16 last year, lost in the first round of five games in Milwaukee, I think. And it's a team that has had its own issues with injuries and just hasn't been able to kind of consistently find its stride. I don't think they have more than four. Their longest winning streak of the season is three, and I think they've lost four games once, and everything else has kind of been up and down, up and down, win-loss, win-two, lose-two, win-two, lose-two. So I think it's it's a team that's given the Hornets some problems in years past, but again, we've talked about being home court advantage. I think it'd be great to start off the homestand with a win, as I'm sure you would agree. It would be a lot of fun. It would be their third win in their last five games, one of their better stretches thus far this season. All right, let's get into it. We need players to watch for both teams as well as a statistic to watch. Sam Purley, where would you like to begin? 
I'm going to go with Hornets player to watch. Uh, Mason Plumley been really, really good, especially on that road trip. His averages over the four games on the road trip, 19.3 points on 74% shooting, 8.5 rebounds, 3 assists. And what's impressed me so much, and I talked about it, I think, on the podcast after the uh, the Suns game, is the free throw shooting has just been, it's something that there's been a lot of, you know, talking about how he switched hands last year and has worked on it. And lately, it just feels like with how good the free throw shooting has been, I think it's fueled his overall game. He's not shying away from contact. He's really, really aggressive on the offensive end. I think on the road trip, he was 78% from the line, which is a huge, huge improvement from last year. And huge credit to Mason because doing that was not, you know, switching hands in the middle of the season and then working on the all offseason was not, um, I can imagine, the easiest thing nor the most necessarily conventional thing that you see all the time in the NBA. But he's playing with such confidence right now and really, really giving the Hornets productive, consistent minutes at that five spot. So hopefully he can keep it up tonight. Mason Plumley is going to be my Hornet to watch. I love the pick. Mason's arguably been the best player for the Hornets all season long, and you're right. The last four-game stretch has really, really been strong. His shooting off the charts. He's shooting somewhere in the neighborhood of 70% over the last week or so. Uh, that's from the field and from the foul line. He's been exceptional on both sides there on the offensive end and has done some nice things defensively as well. My pick is going to be Jalen McDaniels for this one, and here's the reason why. Mason Plumley's been exceptional and he's been shooting the ball really well. What I like about what we've seen from Jalen McDaniels in the last week is he's been really, really strong. A lot of positive efforts in the plus-minus three of the last four games. Uh, he has been far better in the plus-minus personally than the team has ended up. That's in wins and losses. But he hasn't shot the ball very well in that stretch. From three, he's only gone two for 16. Overall, he's 20 for 44, I believe, over the course of the road trip. And that means that he's, quick math, 18 for 24 from inside the arc. That's a really impressive finishing rate. Whether or not you're at the rim and finishing alley-oops, which he does with flair, or if you're getting into the paint and having those fallaway mid-range jumpers. He's really good at finding his spots in the lane. And I think that's the mark of a player who's really establishing himself as a starter and as a primary option. It's something we see from Chris Paul all the time. We know when Chris Paul gets to a certain spot on the floor, you could blindfold him. He, he's taken that shot thousands of times. He's going to knock it down. Similarly, Gordon Hayward, a lot of the time when he's really right, there's certain spots on the floor. It's just going to be automatic. And McDaniels is starting to develop some of that, either from the center of the paint or sometimes on the baseline. Really looks good there. So I think sometimes the mark of a great player is clearly they have the capability of scoring 25, 30, 35, 40 points in a contest. And Jalen showed that in the loss to Boston last time the Hornets were home with a career-high 26. But you can also see the mark of a superstar and what they're able to do when a part of their game really isn't working. When they can't hit the fastball, how do they adjust? And right now, Jalen McDaniels is having a hard time hitting the fastball. The three-point shot isn't going down. That's a big part of what makes him special. But he is still having a very positive impact. Last game, last two games quite frankly, it was rebounding. He's averaging nine and a half a night. And then again, his shooting from everywhere but three has been really good over the entirety of the road trip. 
Yeah, I like the pick too. And I would say, I think going back to that Houston game, was that he had five steals and was a big reason. He had a lot of fast break points, if I can recall, points off turnover to start that third quarter. Um, and that's, you know, I think that, like I agree, I think that's a, or I agree with you, that's a, a sign of a developmental sign of a young player. It's like when you're, this part of your game isn't working. How are you going to impact the game? How are you going to find ways to contribute? And Jalen's done a really good job with that. He's playing to his strengths right now. I think the three point shot, it started off the season really well. It's going to come back around at some point, but he's finally finding ways to get to the basket and score and staying patient. And then I think at some point it's inevitable that three-point shot's going to come back. And also for young players, and he still is a young player, he's still on his rookie contract, oftentimes if one thing, particularly one thing you do fairly well, doesn't work, everything else falls apart. That has not happened at all with Jalen McDaniels. He just continues to find ways to have an impact on the floor. All right, where do you want to go next? A Bulls player to watch or a statistic to watch for tonight's game? I will go Bulls player to watch. In a traditional form, I usually kind of pick the guy that's going against the Hornets guy pick, and that guy tonight is going to be Nikola Vucevic. He has scored in double figures in 19 straight games, uh, shooting 30, almost 38% from three during that stretch. He had a career high tying 43 points last week. He's fifth in the NBA right now in double doubles. He's like a 20 and 10 guy every single night. He had, I think he had a stretch of 11 straight double doubles going into Tuesday's game in Indiana. I think he, he came up short in the rebounds there, but, uh, he's the guy the Hornets have, have kind of always He's obviously a very, very talented player, but going back to his Orlando days, was always a guy that has played well against the Hornets. I mean, he's a great, he's very physical, can score in a multitude of different ways. The three-point shot has really developed as his career has, you know, transpired. So he's a challenge, a great playmaker. I mean, he's just the total package, and he's he's starting to kind of, he's got a second wind right now in, in this point of the season. So playing really well right now, Nikola Vucevic is, is going to be my Bulls player to watch for tonight's game. Bonafide Hornet killer and also a proud USC Trojan fight on. I know you love it when I throw that one in there. Vucevic, he's, he's an excellent excellent player. He's had an excellent career and he just always seems to find his three-point rhythm whenever he's playing the Hornets. We'll see how he fares tonight. I'm going to go with a different USC Trojan on the Bulls roster. I'm going DeMar DeRozan. Now DeRozan missed a couple of games, which is a rarity for him. He's kind of an Iron Man in the NBA, um, but since coming back, he has really taken off once again. He's having a strong season overall, averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 points per game some of the shooting percentages are down a little bit some of that efficiency is down but overall still a very very strong season arguably an all-star once again for the Chicago Bulls the record might dictate some of that but I personally think he'll make it onto the all-star team the last three games he's really putting forth a really good case to be on the all-star team 28 points per game three straight contests with 26 or more from the floor he's rebounding well free throws almost automatic he's missed one in the last week doesn't take a lot of threes still he lives in the mid-range he's kind of an old school player in that regard but to me as long as you're as efficient as DeMar DeRozan is who cares where the shot's from I mean I I get it three is more than two and so you want to have open threes versus open twos but when you're as good as he is at knocking down jumpers his spot is anything on the floor that's inside the three-point range. So uh, DeMar DeRozan, my guy to watch. it. Uh, so I'm going to keep my eye on him. That said, even in his 30-point games, the Bulls' record is below 500 this season. So Chicago has been far from perfect at exploiting 
the advantages that come with the DeMar DeRozan, but we'll see. He's my player to watch. So we've got both USC Trojans there on the roster of the stars to watch for Chicago. How about a stat to watch to wrap things up? Yes, so my stat to watch is going to be three-point shooting. Uh, obvious a common denominator in the loss to the Jazz and Suns was Charlotte's three-point shooting. Didn't make a ton and also didn't take a whole lot. I mean, you got to take a lot of three-pointers in order to make a lot of three-pointers. They went just eight of 41 over those two games. Um, that's just under 20% from three. I think want to say Phoenix and Utah are both top three in the NBA in allowing the fewest opposing three-point attempts. I mean, they did a good job of kind of running them off the line, and when the shots weren't falling, Hornets had to kind of pivot. But kind of the opposite tonight, the Bulls are allowing the fourth most three-point attempts in the league at 36.8, second most three-pointers made by opponents at 13.3, on the 10th best percentage, which is close to, I think, 36% as well. So um, I think it's a good opportunity to kind of get that shooting going for the Hornets. It was obviously a big struggle out in Utah and Phoenix, being outscored by you know 40 points at three-point range. I mean, it's just going to be hard to win. And a lot of that, as, as Steve Clifford mentioned after the game, it's just it's personnel-based. It's not having your guys. It's not having LaMelo. It's not having Gordon and Kelly and, and Cody and all those guys, too. So hopefully you know they can get a little bit more space and get those shots knocking down early and kind of spread the floor a little bit because the three-point shooting uh, has been in a funk the last couple games. But I think with tinkering with it a little bit, facing a team that gives up a lot of threes, hopefully can get it back on track tonight. So I had two stats circled. One was need to win to win the game, and one is you can't lose if you want to win. You took the one that I think you can't lose, because Chicago really isn't a big three-point shooting team. They take the fewest in the NBA. They shoot a good percentage, so it's not nothing for them, but it's certainly not the same kind of focal point that, say, Utah has in their shot charts you know they're 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 not going to have nearly as many from beyond the arc as other teams when you're looking at the Chicago Bulls my stat that I think the Hornets need to win in order to have a chance to win this game though is overall field goal attempts it can't be ignored the Hornets are not a very good shooting team percentage wise and I agree with what you said there injuries are the reason why they just have not had their normal rotation on the floor they're depending a lot on young guys who I think in stretches have performed very well, but they're less dependable than than veterans are. And so I think we're seeing, you know, a very different shot profile for the Hornets uh, and and level of openness, let's say, for shooters than you would see if LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward had not missed 25 games each so far on the season. Against the Bulls, they're an elite shooting team, regardless of where they're shooting from. And so for the Hornets being near the bottom in field goal percentage, you need extra attempts. That means forcing turnovers. That means being low turnover yourself. That means hitting the offensive glass. However it transpires, the game needs to end with Charlotte attempting at least five more shots than Chicago. If they do that, they can make up whatever gap might exist at the end of the day if there is one in terms of field goal percentage. But if they don't, Chicago's just way too good of a shooting team to allow them on top of getting whatever shots they typically do in a game with stars like DeRozan and Vucevic. But to take 10 extra attempts or 5 extra attempts, that can be deadly. So for Charlotte to get the win here, I'm with you. You can't lose the three, but you really have to win the field goal attempts battle. Yeah, and I think that just circles back to possession game. I mean, you can't turn the ball over. They got. I mean, we didn't even. I don't think we even mentioned Zach Levine's name at all. And they have just three really, really talented scores in, in him, DeRozan, and Vucevic, like you said. And uh, some good second 
secondary players that could also score. Kobe White off the bench. Um, Alex Caruso can hit threes. So possession game is going to be big. I mean, they don't, as Cliff has said, you know, a lot this season is just not a whole lot of margin for error. And that margin of error becomes even smaller when you've got so many guys out right now. So can't be turning the ball over. You got to get generate extra possessions, offensive rebounds, turnovers, get easy fast break points. I definitely agree. Possession game is going to be a big one tonight. Hornets and Bulls, they'll tip things off at 7.30 at Spectrum Center. It'll also be 23-11 racing crossover night at the Hive. Definitely come out and join us. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. Sam Purley, thanks as always for joining us here on a Two Sam's edition of the HHC. Of course. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well as to our producer Rob Longo for putting this podcast together. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you tomorrow with a breakdown of tonight's game against the Bulls right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. Brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.